Hello, Beth Chase here, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Well, today I have with me Lauren, who is the office manager at 3W Medical for Women. And Lauren just graduated from the University of Washington. So Lauren is here to talk to parents of young women who are planning on going to college or university. And she wants to just share her experience with the social scene that surprisingly included an emphasis on the hookup culture. So this is something that as I've chatted with Lauren uh, in preparation for this broadcast, as she and I chatted, I really think this is something that every parent of college-bound daughters really should hear what Lauren has to say so that I just think it's so good. It would, it would be very helpful for you as parents so that you can be fully informed um, so that you can really help to keep your daughter safe and to help her to foster a positive college experience. So welcome, Lauren. And before we get into your message for parents of college-bound daughters, please just tell me a little bit about your personal experience on the college campus. Yeah, thanks, Beth, for having me. Um, So my name's Lauren. Like she said, I grew up in the greater Seattle area, about 45 minutes south from Seattle. And I was a a third, I am a third generation Husky from the University of Washington. And I had a huge goal growing up to go to the University of Washington. Uh, Once I carry on the tradition, right? Exactly. (laughs) And once I got there, I, I joined a sorority, which was so excited to meet friends and really gain a community on such a large campus of 40,000 undergrads. Once I got there and with a sorority comes an expectation that you party, there's drinking, underage drinking involved. And, you know, I expected that, you know, you know, what reality of college life, Uh you know, private schools have drinking, public schools, drinking is on Uh college campuses and high schools too. I mean, college, I mean, there's drinking issues that, okay. Yeah. And I didn't go into my sorority to be someone who wanted to party and drink, but I did want to make memories with friends and make lifelong friendships that were valuable that my dad and my grandpa had in their fraternity. Um, and once I got to UW, I soon realized that with partying and with going to parties comes a level of hookup culture that is hard to ignore. For context, fraternities host the parties. So sororities don't host parties and do not have any alcohol on their premises, which for a girl who didn't want to be all, all around it all the time, I was excited for. But I thought, you know, I could go out sometimes with my friends and enjoy. And I found that it wasn't very enjoyable because of all of the hooking up and the pressure from the men to have my friends and others be vulnerable, be intoxicated, and then make decisions that weren't something that they would have made when they were sober. And that was hard to see. And, you know, that, you know, kids have sex, college people have that lifestyle, but I did not realize how much of a crucial aspect it was going to be 
where I couldn't even enjoy myself if I, if I didn't succumb to those pressures or it was weird that I wasn't having sex or I didn't want to go out anymore because of those reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, Lauren, can we take a step back and for those of us that, you know, everyone, I can't <laughs> even, I'm a grandmother. I do have some grandchildren who are college university bound here real soon. But could you share for those of us, just to make sure we understand what you're talking about in the hookup? Yeah. Uh, culture. What exactly is the hookup culture that you are talking about? Yeah. A hookup culture is kind of a broad term for the idea that sex is just sex. You have a connection with someone. Maybe there's alcohol involved to speed up the process of getting to know someone. And the idea that you can hook up with someone and the next day not talk to the person, not talk about it ever with friends and really the idea that sex is just sex and there's no issues with having that and that is empowering to people Mm -hmm. um but i as someone who was on the college campus hookup culture can lead to a lot of sexual assault stis just not having full consent when wanting to just go out and have a little fun with your friends can lead to something that you didn't sign up for. So it's just casual sex very with so. the assumption on their part that there's not going to be any consequences. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. Yeah, of That's I uh, appreciate that. So are, are you ready now to kind of step into answering the question about what does every parent, you know, what, what, what should every parent know about the real social world of the colleges and universities? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think they should know that talk to your child that if they are going to participate and want to go out and want to have the classic quote-unquote college experience, they are going to be potentially put in situations that can be dangerous. I think them being aware and not going in with a blind eye that – they can be manipulated while they're under the influence. They There's a lot of binge drinking happening. Mm-hmm. You're sober and then you're very drunk very quickly because they drink in a very short amount of time. So I think just talking to your child about, you know, parties can be fun, but with the inherent risk of the fraternities hosting it and them ha- fraternities and the men in general having almost a – Well, I gave the party. Now what do I get out of that? I think when women go into college, they should have that idea of, I need to protect my body. I need to protect my mind and my emotions. Because a decision they make when they are intoxicated and the social pressure of hooking up may not resonate or may really damage them the next day or even down the line as they realize the consequences or the emotion that that took out. But in the moment, it was pushed down because of the culture of the college campus of how easily hookups can be dismissed, especially when you see your friends who have sex casually and don't ever talk about it Mm -hmm. and how it made them feel. Mm -hmm. I also have friends who experience sexual assault by not giving consent and not realizing that they... We're getting into a situation and they came to and they realized, wait, I never wanted to be here. I didn't think I gave consent. And it is that gray area of what happened because they were intoxicated. Mm -hmm. So really what you're saying is that 
um, there's there's pressures and mm-hmm. that parents really need to understand that maybe these pressures are a little bit different yes. than what the pressures were like when they attended university or college. For sure. I think the way my dad, and I can only speak from what my dad went to, but he was in a fraternity at UW and my dad, my grandpa was in the same one. And the way they talk about parties was the girls came over, we like chatted and had a few beers and it was in the day, it was day parties and it was, it was around college football. And the way I came into it was get drunk as fast as you can. It's a dark room in a fraternity basement. And then you just see people kind of making out. And then sometimes even we would be like, wait, where's our, where'd our friend go? And it was scary because where would they go? What do you mean? Well, where, where they would, they would go? go because the fraternities are hosting the parties. Those men also live there. Mm-hmm. So they could easily go upstairs with someone and without a second moment or thought realize that they're now in the person's bed and they're moving too fast and they're stuck in that situation and don't feel like they can say no or stop. Mm-hmm. And as friends, we would get a little concerned like, okay, did she is she drunk and did she go to the next party? Like where, where did she go? And that was really scary as a friend mm-hmm. and someone who was shocked about how casually sex was consented mm-hmm. to or mm-hmm. for lack of consent mm-hmm. For, mm-hmm. For, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. So. so did you find that as you became more experienced in this culture that one of the things that you and your friends agreed to mm-hmm. was a uh, like a safety? Yeah. So there are things like one friend being sober for the night. So they mm-hmm. can kind of be that rational mm-hmm. person. And honestly, as someone who didn't want to be around that lifestyle, I stopped going out with friends and I kind of ha- I gave up that social scene a little bit because of the emphasis on the boys and sex and not and not the emphasis on friends and memories and the excitement of being at college for me who had a different idea of what college was going to be and mm-hmm. for someone who worked really hard to go somewhere I I don't want to say, you know, I was disappointed, but I was I had a different expectation of how a party at college would be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I hear you saying then for parents or what you would want to say to them yeah. is helping them to understand that number one, that there's a new pressure. Totally. And the new pressure is more than likely uh, not the same as what they experienced during their time. Exactly. And you're helping them to understand this so that they don't send their daughter off to something that is just, it's just not true. Right. And just being naive that they're going to go out and not have any of these pressures that can lead to long-term damage mentally. And also when you are casually having sex with someone and you don't even barely know their name, you don't know if they have STIs. You don't know if you're using protection because you don't just know, you don't know. And Mm -hmm. so I think to send a daughter to a college campus and not talk about these things will only hinder because if maybe she never goes into a situation like that, that's awesome. I'm mm-hmm. so happy that she had didn't have to experience that. But what's the risk of saying something? You could be so she has that cognitive idea that, oh, that that's something I could expect. And that's something that I need to be weary of or be aware of. 
and know that I need to be protecting myself and my friends, these people that I am getting to know. Mm-hmm. They're, you're alone. I mean, I went into my sorority and I knew nobody. Mm-hmm. And soon you have to build trust with these people and and you guys are your protection out there because you're in the fraternity space. You're not in your home. You don't have that safety that the men there feel. Um, and I definitely think talking to your child about the risks of the emphasis of hookup culture, the social pressure around mm-hmm. that, and how drinking can inhibit consent mm-hmm. and inhibit your rationale behind what later could be really hurtful or a regret mm-hmm. that you experienced after having a few drinks mm-hmm. and a guy like sweet talking you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, Lauren, how much, well, how much would you say is the risk of rape? Yeah. On campus, whether it is a result of just waking up in the morning mm-hmm. and not remembering that you had it was a consensual mm-hmm. uh, thing or that it was actually, I was raped, I know I was raped, mm-hmm. and I didn't consent to this. Yeah. I would say the more situations I hear of is I was, I don't remember saying yes. Uh-huh. I was blacked out, as they say. And I woke up naked in a person's bed or with my pants off in a person's mm-hmm. bed. There is actually a group on the UW Greek system uh, or on the UW campus, but specific, specifically for the Greek system called Greeks Take Action. Mm-hmm. And this is about bringing awareness of what sexual assault is and how it, how prevalent it is in our community because – Consent is not clear always with these parties. And, you know, there is a power dynamic at play when you are going into someone's home who serves the alcohol, who has their bedroom upstairs. No home. You're referring to the fraternity. Fraternity. Because okay. the men live uh-huh. in that, in okay. their chapter Got house. Uh-huh. And with the women being at a vulnerable place, not being sober and being in their house. Like you mm-hmm. are the gatekeeper you know their rooms right upstairs it's too easy almost Mm -hmm. you know and it happens more than we even i think is reported Mm -hmm. okay and more than people talk about because Mm. maybe they think well i don't want them to ask like well maybe i did say yes and i don't know Mm -hmm. and it's that it's that battle and then Mm -hmm. you know they think well i need to be s get or tested for stis now Mm because i don't know if we use protection Mm mm-hmm you know, I don't Which they should. I mean, that's yeah. that's one thing that if you think you've that you want to tell your daughters, hey, if you think uh, that you've had sex, get go to three W, yeah. get tested mm-hmm. because it's better that you find out sooner rather than later. For sure, for sure. Okay, because a STI that untreated can lead to lifelong issues. Yes, forever. And yes. that's something that yeah. on your night or th- when you're drinking with your friends, you're not thinking about. Uh-huh. Six years down the line that you have an untreatable STI or a STI that was treated but gave you Mm long-term side effects or damage. Mm -hmm. What about this uh, date rape drug that we hear so often about? Is that prevalent? Is that Did you find that as an issue? I didn't, but I also found my sorority friends or my sorority sisters, it was very prevalent to have our friends say, don't put your drink down. Don't let anyone hold your drink. Watch the person pour the drink. And I think that was great because I think people obviously have probably gotten 
date raped and had that date rape drug. However, it is very aware of that. I think on the UW campus, it's very like, you know, you see the alcohol being poured as what I experienced. But on the other hand, there are at frats, fraternities, um, big coolers of just a mixture of who knows what, very sugary, <laughs> like mm-hmm. lemonade and vodka. And it's like, who made that? So, you know, I was, mm-hmm. that was like, so we don't know what's going in that, you know, mm-hmm. who knows who made that or what's in that, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of weary um, mm-hmm. and a little, a little scary, I mm-hmm. think. Okay. So I think this is a good segue into if you were sitting across the kitchen table mm-hmm. of a parent, parents mm-hmm. whose daughter was going to college or university, mm-hmm. and of course we need to take out of this the COVID-19 mm-hmm. <laughs> scenario, yeah. Yeah. but you know, as, assuming that that's out, out of the play here, uh, what would you say to those parents? What should, you talked about helping them to understand what their daughters are actually going to face. Mm -hmm. What would you tell them to talk to their daughters about? I would tell the parents to talk to their daughters about be aware of how parties are in college campuses. Be aware that they aren't just what you see in the movies and you make these great guy friends and you guys all just kumbaya. It's, It's, there's a level of pressure and a level of, expectation um, that is fostered from the culture. I don't think it's bad people. I think it's this kind of tiny community that has just created this. And there's an expectation of there's going to be sex. And that's what's fueling this. Because it's just sex. Because it's just sex. And, you know, fraternity members older that are like, are are you getting laid to like their younger, Mm -hmm. like that's like a rite of passage almost Mm -hmm. to do a one night stand. Mm -hmm. And I think Allowing your daughters to take control of their body and their choices starts with you saying, well, you need to be aware of what could happen at a party. You need to be aware that don't drink, you know, in a short period of time and then expect to feel like you're totally in control. Be aware of how much you can drink if you're going to choose to do that. Mm -hmm. And if you even want to be in that community. I mean, that's a whole other thing. But with going into the Greek system, there's an expectation that if you don't party, you're the outlier. If you Mm. don't have sex, you're the outlier. And I think just questioning, is that what you want? Because you as a parent know what's best for your child. And you as a parent love your child more than the sorority members, Mm -hmm. the school, the, you know, people that she's going to meet there. So you are the ones that can protect her from a lifelong of of pain, possibly. Mm -hmm. So Lauren, it sounds like there is, while there is this big cultural pressure, Mm -hmm. it sounds like there's also a subgroup Mm -hmm. of women like yourself who said, I'm going to be in this culture. Yeah. I know I can't change it, but I won't. don't want to be of this culture. Yeah. So tell me what you did to protect yourself. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I didn't go out under being 21. I didn't. When I first got there, I, I can count how many times on one hand that I went to a fraternity. And that is not to be like I am better or, you know, the friends who went to many fraternities are lower than me. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's that that did not fulfill me. 
And I found out early on that it wasn't having fun with friends. It was a lot more than that. And I made connections with friends who went out, but we had times not going out. And we had great experiences in my sorority that I didn't have to go and drink and succumb to all the things happening. I also found outside clubs and groups on the campus that wasn't just the Greek system. I mm-hmm. think there's more to that. And and that is fostered in the Greek system. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different opportunities. And I think just knowing your values and what you what what fulfills you and what you're going to what you're going to protect in yourself and what is going to fill your cup up. And it's not like you can't have valuable friendships. I have so many great friends that we have great experiences and great times who, but I didn't go out with them to the fraternities um, Mm -hmm. because I didn't like what was happening. And I knew that I could have those valuable friendships without going out to the fraternities. So when you first arrived on the college campus, were you aware of this or is this something that you learned very quickly and then made the decision that's not, Yes, you set some different boundaries? Yes, the latter. I definitely was so excited to go out the first night. They call it like first night out. It's this big lead up and I was so excited and then I did it and I was like, that wasn't what I thought it would be like. Uh. So then I get one more shot. I went out again and I was like, Ooh, I don't like this. I didn't uh-huh. like it. And uh-huh. I quickly stopped going to the parties and would, you know, in the beginning as a young freshman, made excuses. Like I was like, well, I have homework or I have my job. But soon my friends knew Lauren doesn't like to go out. They respected my choice. They wanted me to go out because they wanted to be with me because we were friends, mm-hmm. not because they wanted me to necessarily drink and and succumb to the, mm-hmm. to the culture of what was happening. So I think it's definitely doable. Mm-hmm. But if the daughter that you're that's going to college is not firm on what, who she is, mm-hmm. she can easily be wrapped into that because there's a thing we say called FOMO. It stands FOMO. for fear of missing out. <laughs> okay. And so there's this idea uh-huh. of like, well, everyone in my sorority is out and I'm not. I must uh-huh. be missing out on all the great uh-huh. times. And I didn't really experience FOMO in myself, but uh-huh. a lot of girls, that's the reason they're going out because they don't want to miss out on the fun times that could happen. Uh-huh. But then they get there and it might not be as fun as they that it looks like on... Could actually be dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So you should have missed out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing to miss. Yeah. Get away from dangers. Be safe. Yeah. So so huh? just, I think I did it in a great mm-hmm. way and I made such valuable friendships, but I had to be very true to who I am and how to have, I mean, my parents supporting me outside, people outside of this bubble of the university is important because... Mm. You kind of get caught up in it. And I had a lot of people that were like, well, that's not really normal. You know Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And it's so normalized in our community. Mm -hmm. And so I think keeping those accountability and checking in with your daughter and being like, so what have you and your friends been doing? And what what has been good and what has been bad? And how can you create a meaningful experience without giving up parts of you that you can't get back? Mm That is so good. Thank you, Lauren, for sharing this. I, I, I hope that all of you parents out there of college-bound students, you know, the, guys as well as gals, but yeah. right now we're talking specifically about the, the women's side because 3W is medical for women, really does focus on serving women. Uh, they, they do serve the partners, but it's our, our, um, our focus 
is on the the women in a, the Seattle University area. So, Lauren, if there was one message that you want every parent of a college-bound daughter to hear today, what would that be? Yeah. I think just re-emphasizing to talk to your daughter about the dangers Mm -hmm. that the hookup culture can bring and help them create a meaningful experience by giving them the tools to protect themselves and go into college with an idea of what can happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. It helped to prepare them for being safe and wow. Okay, I have, <laughs> I have, I have uh, grand, uh, granddaughters uh, that are uh, coming up here for college and I'm already plotting and planning how we're going to be talking about this. So <laughs> thank you, Lauren. I really appreciate it. Well, for if you want more information about this subject, please go to 3W Medical website. That's 3WMedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W and the word medical.org. When you get there, click on the Wellness Wednesday tab at the menu on the top of the home page. And on there, there's an opportunity for you to actually join the 3W community by donating to the cause and just helping uh, helping to assure that every woman in Seattle has access to a free medical clinic that does not make money from the choices that she makes. That is so important right now. So until next time, stay healthy and be well.